thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. My dear friends, last time I spoke to you, I spoke to you about Joseph. And uh, what a lesson we can learn from Joseph. Well, not one lesson, many lessons. What an example how Joseph also is an example of Christ, the spirit of Christ that, that led him and brought him into that place and position of power through which God could preserve life. And yes, there's so much to learn from Joseph. But I told you there are four Josephs in the Bible And each Joseph had uh, that same spirit of Christ, that same heart attitude that God could work through them and use them to be a blessing, just as he has blessed us through Jesus Christ. Because you know that every promise in the Bible, it is yes and amen in Jesus Christ, because he had victory on the cross and he uh, got all these blessings, the full inheritance on our behalf for us, that we may enjoy it. And so the first Joseph we talked about, we spoke about Joseph, the son of Jacob, out of the book of Genesis. Well, you know his story, I'm sure of that, but especially we use that, uh, those verses in chapter 45 of Genesis, that God used Joseph uh, to preserve life. And God wants to use you to preserve life. But I'd like to go to a second man in the Bible named Joseph. And let me just start out by reading a few verses out of Matthew chapter 1, and we will read verse 19 to 25. And uh, I'm sure you know this Joseph. It is Joseph who became the husband of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it says here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, and her promised husband, Joseph, being a just and upright man and not willing to expose her publicly and to shame and disgrace her, decided to repudiate and dismiss her quietly and secretly. But as he was thinking this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from or out of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And that's the Greek form of, of course, Yeshua, which means Savior. For he will save his people from their sins, that is, prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. All this took place that it might be fulfilled, which the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took to his side Mary as his wife. Well, so far... Uh, out of the word of God. You know, this Joseph, can you just imagine being in his shoes? I mean, he had planned his life and things were going 
according to plan. They were right on track. He uh, had a nice little business going and he was preparing his home. He had this beautiful, nice girl, Mary, that uh, he was so in love with. And they would get married and build a business, build a life together. And then they would have their children and et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was a good plan. It was according to scripture. It was according to the will of God. And uh, everything was uh, as, as, as a normal person you would desire, desire as you would want. But suddenly Mary comes to him and says, Joseph, oh, you know that I love you, but I need to talk to you. And uh, out of the tone of her voice, I think Joseph could already discern that, hey, this was a serious thing here. Something's going wrong or something's happening or something. Uh, uh, Mary, uh, don't scare me like this. What's going on? Tell me. Well, Joseph, maybe it's better if you sit down for this one. And, uh, well, as they sat together and, and, and Mary tried to find the right words to bring this, which no other woman had ever had to tell her husband or her husband-to-be. She says, Joseph, you know that I love you. you, you know, whatever I'm going to tell you now, never doubt that I really, truly love you. You know that I love you, Joseph. Don't you know it, Joseph? Yes, Mary, I know. And, and I know that you love me and you know that I love you. And, and, but what's going on, Mary? What's going on? Tell me, tell me quickly. And then she continues to say, well, Joseph, you know, that love means faithfulness. And you know that I'm faithful to you, Joseph. You, you, you trust me that I'm faithful to you. Yes, Mary, but, 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 but why are you scaring me with all these kind of things they're saying? Well, Joseph, I need to tell you that I'm pregnant. But, but before you say anything, Joseph, let me tell you, I, I, I never had interaction with a man. Uh, uh, it's not that way. Don't I? Well, you know, you have heard maybe many stories, but you never heard someone say, I'm pregnant. But I never went with a, with a man, especially in those times, of course. And so that just crashed all the ideas and plans of Joseph. And uh, what was he about to do? What should he do with this? I mean, who's going to believe this? You're pregnant, Mary, but you say you were not unfaithful to me, but yet you're pregnant. What are you talking about? This is impossible, Mary. Everybody knows when you're pregnant. Well, we know how you get pregnant. We're not all ignorant, ignorant of these things. And Mary continues to say, no, I had a visitation of the Lord. And the angel appeared to me and he said that I would bear the Savior, the Messiah, and that the Holy Spirit would come over me. And, and I said yes to the Lord, that he could use my life and me as a vessel to bless the world and to bless the nations and to bless our people, Joseph. Well, Joseph said, well, that's a lot to take in for one moment. And, and, and we'll talk about it again, Mary. And and I think that was the most miserable day of his life as he was thinking, oh, Mary, how could you? How could you, Mary? I, I promised you. I, I, I stayed faithful to you. I, I, I was going to give you the whole world and give you everything. But now you do this to me. And, and as he was thinking, and he just could not believe that Mary was pregnant without going with another man. And he just could not accept this. And this was not the plan for his life. This was not what he had imagined that he would do. And he didn't want to start his life with a woman that was unfaithful and, and raise a child that was not his and with all the things that come with that. And so in his heart, he said, but I, I love her too much to damage her or hurt her anymore. She has enough problems of her own. 
let me just dismiss her and let me just secretly go away and then it's no longer my business, it's no longer my worries or cares and, and I will go my own way with the Lord and the Lord will bless me with someone else. And as he was thinking all these things and wanting to do the right thing, suddenly the, the angel of the Lord was there to help him a little bit because the Lord understood that also for Joseph this was a lot to take in that, that he needed some confirmation. And then the Lord asked Joseph, in other words, the Lord asked him, Joseph, I don't want you to run away. I have chosen Mary, but I have also chosen you. And you need to be on the side of Mary and need to help her and everything. And you need to take care of that little child. Oh, I've chosen you to take care of my son. Can you believe this, my friends? What an unbelievable responsibility came on the shoulders of this Joseph. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I have three sons of my own and, uh, well, they had friends and sometimes they came over to play and maybe we took one with us uh, someday when we went to visit some nice place for the children to play with each other. And you feel the responsibility when they are in your car and when you're taking care of them and when they're eating something and you feel responsible. But to be responsible of the Son of God. I mean, can you imagine what Joseph must have felt to be responsible and take care of this child? But yes, he had to take that position. And yes, he had to take care of that child. But of course, the Lord would take care of his own son. And as you see through all of the history, uh, you see that the Lord took care of his own son. But yet Joseph was an instrument, a very instrument to take care and to treat that little baby, that little boy, that grown-up teenager huh? and youth and young adult to take care of him as if he was his own, yet never forgetting it was not his son, but it was the son of God. You know, this is something that really befits a Joseph. And you need the spirit of Christ to do this in the right way. Uh, if I think of the pastors around the world and the elders and the deacons, we are doing the same thing. But if I think of every mama and papa in the world, you're doing the same thing. We are taking care of something, someone, I should say, somebody, or, or maybe a group of people. We're taking care of them like they are our own. That's what God wants. He wants us to take care of, our, of them as if they were our own, but yet never forget that they are his. You know, a shepherd, a pastor, he has no sheep. The sheep are the Lord's. But yet he entrusts those sheep unto us. For me, as a father, I saw the three sons that God gave me. Yes, they were my flesh and my flesh, bone and my bone, but yet they were not mine. They were always and are always the Lord's. And he entrusted them to me. And I'm so thankful for that. And he will take care of it. I mean, he always takes care of his own. But yet he uses instruments and he looks for Josephs in the church. He looks for Josephs uh, whom he can give children that will become special, especially used in history, especially used in the church and, and on the mission field. And, and so he's looking for a Joseph who is willing to take the responsibility of a church, of a ministry, of a, uh, of a family, and, and treat them. When they are cut, you feel cut. When they are hurt, you feel hurt. To, to encourage them and motivate them and, 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 and 
to let the Lord flow through you as a parent or as a pastor or, 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 or in whatever way the Lord entrusts you, youth pastor or, or whatever way the Lord entrusts others to you, that the spirit of Joseph will flow, that you will treat them like your own, but yet you never forget they are not yours. They are the Lord's. And so Joseph, well, he raised uh, Jesus and the baby, and he took care of it, and he gave it his love, and he gave it everything he had. He, he protected that child as far as he could, and he, he trained that child. Uh, he, gave, he trained him to be a carpenter in, in the ways that he could. I mean, it's a little difficult to say, of course, talking about the Son of God, but yet he was the father on this earth that he needed to be as an extension of the Lord himself and through the Spirit of Christ and through the Spirit of Joseph. But there comes a moment. Remember when Jesus is 12 years and they go to the uh, temple and uh, when they're going back, well, the children are, uh, the teenagers, they're walking with each other and the adults are walking with each other. And it takes a little time for Mary and Joseph to realize that they can't find Jesus anymore. And oh, I had it one time, my friends, I had it one time in my life, I will never forget it, that my eldest son, we were in a big store and, uh, and uh, I just walked somewhere and when I came back, I couldn't find my son anymore. And that one instant that that fear grabbed my heart that somebody had taken him or, 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 or somehow he was gone, I tell you, that moment, that fear, Oh, I was so scared and I started shouting and my wife said, what's going on? I said, he's gone, he's gone. And, and I was looking everywhere. Well, you know, he was just sitting on the floor with a book in his hands and he was just reading so kindly a book in the midst of the whole crowded store. And oh, when I found him, I found such joy, but also I got angry. But the anger was not on him. I think the anger was the fear and the anger was on myself. How could I let him go? And I was just, oh, that moment. But on the other hand, I had tears of joy finding him. Well, I believe this was in a similar way here with Mary and Joseph. They couldn't find Jesus and they were looking for him everywhere. And finally, after several days, they find him in the temple. And uh, so they find him there and, and they're all like, oh, you know, there's that joy and love that they finally found him. But there is also that anger that they say, Jesus, why, why, why didn't you stay with us? How could you go away from us? You should have been with us. What, what, what's going on? Why did you do this? And, and then Jesus just kindly, this 12-year-old boy, he, he just reminds them and he says, don't you know? that I need to be busy with the things of my father. And he just gently, sweetly, kindly reminds Joseph, hey, Joseph, yes, yes, I have been entrusted to you. Yes, you need to take care of me and watch me and, and, and do all you need to do that you're doing. But never forget, I am not yours. I am his and he is mine and I need to be busy with his uh, things and, and with the plan he has put before me and set for my life. And you know, my friend, I think that is so important that we be like a Joseph, a Joseph that we will take care as if it is our own. But on the other hand, we will never forget that church, that ministry, that family, it's, it's not ours, it is his. We have nothing 
it's all the Lord's. It's all the Lord's. And you know, in one way, I can understand that it's difficult. It's difficult to, to take something as your own. But on the other hand, you know, it, 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 I've seen parents who have some adopted children and sometimes they treat one different than the other and because the one is their own flesh and the other is not their own flesh and 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 they don't do it on purpose but 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 that's just instinctively there is something that's my own eh? well i've seen it many times with materials you know hey uh, hey that's that's my car you know you, you better be extra careful with it it's my car and with somebody else's car well you know it's okay but that's my car take care of it and we can treat things so differently when they are our own than when they are of somebody else. But the Lord wants us. When we work in the ministry, when we have a family, a, a, a marriage, a family, and, and so many other things you can take and put in this place, and he wants us to take care of it like it's our own, with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. We are giving everything. We even sacrifice ourselves for the benefit of the other, for the benefit of the church, the body of Christ. But you know, we never forget. And that's what some people forget. Suddenly they think it's their church. It belongs to me. It's mine, but it's not yours. It's the Lord. And then the Lord needs to gently remind us, it's not yours, it's mine, but take care of it like it's yours. But never forget, it's mine. And you know, in one way that can be difficult, when we start to claim something as our own, that's that's not right. But on the other hand, my friend, this message should enlighten you. Because on the other hand, you can say, Lord, <laughs> you put me in this place and I do it with all of my heart and with all the best that I can. But Lord, it's not mine. It's yours. Remember, when the Lord spoke to Moses, he said, Moses, your people that you have brought out of Egypt, oh, they made a mess of it. And I no longer want to go with them. I don't know. No longer. I want to destroy them. I'm up to here with them. And then Moses, oh, what a man Moses was. He gently reminds them, reminds the Lord. And he says, Lord, they're not my people. I did not bring them out of Egypt. You brought them out of Egypt. They're your people. And Lord, you cannot destroy them. And you cannot wipe them away. You brought them out of Egypt. You brought them out of Egypt with a purpose to bring them into the promised land. And if you don't do that, people are going to say you weren't able to fulfill what you had promised and what you had planned. So Lord, they're your people. And you brought them out. And I know you will fulfill it to the end. And you will bring them into the promised land land. Oh, what a release of a burden that we can say, Lord, I'm doing the best I can, but Lord, it's not my ministry. It's not my church. I don't know anymore what to do with those difficulties in the church and the fighting and the splits and the things. But Lord, the Bible says, Jesus said, I will build my church. It's your church. You started the church. You're building the church. You will fulfill it, Lord, and you will let every promise be yes and amen. So give it to the Lord and never try to do this work of the Lord in your own strength or in your own power or with your own love and your own goodness and abilities. It's through the Lord's strength. It's through the Lord's power. It's through the Lord uh, that we are able to be a success in the place where he put us. And so let me just pray for you. Father in heaven, 
I'm so thankful for those that are listening to this broadcast. You have called them to be like a Joseph. Lord, to take a place in this world and to take care of the things that you entrust to them. But Lord, they don't have to do it in their own strength and power and wisdom. And with their own abilities, you will strengthen them. You will guide and lead them. You will help them. And Lord, where we come short, you are there with uh, more than enough, Lord, to bless and to help and to aid and to strengthen, Lord. So Lord, touch those that are listening now. Maybe that mother that's hopeless because her children are, are, are running away from you there in, in ways and paths that are not a blessing and that are not good, Lord. Maybe the parent don't even know what's happening right now, but Lord, you will use them like Joseph. Strengthen them. Give them wisdom, Lord. Give them patience. Help them, Lord, to do the right thing and that you can work through them so that, Lord, those that have been entrusted to them can be blessed and can come to fruition and come to fulfillment in their lives, Lord. Yes, Lord, strengthen that pastor, that deacon, that elder, Lord, that is taking care of those things and feels so alone and feels so overburdened and doesn't know anymore how to come to the next week. Lord, strengthen them today. They are, Lord, just being faithful in the place where you have called them, but you will do the work through their life, Lord. As they release it into your hands, Lord, you will take it and you will do a mighty miracle. But Lord, you will use them and they will be blessed as they will walk in the spirit of Joseph. Thank you for this example today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 